as well. Yeah. So good. Join in to our sub podcast, AMSR Book Sales. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Hi. I'm Annika. Hi, I'm Katie. You found the Peter Rabbit Hole. A 45-minute podcast which we will discuss a book that takes about four to five minutes. Where are we reading this week, Annika? This week we're reading Pete the Cat and the Missing Cupcakes by Kimberly and James Dean, not the dead actor. Because it was published in 2016. Yes. This is one of Avery's favorites. Yes. Not one of ours. No. <laughs> Welcome to the experimental show where we decided to pick a book that I dislike reading. <laughs> and I made Annika read it. Yes. We've got some feelings to work through. Man, if we were ever mean during books we like, this will be fascinating. Truly. I will not be tagging the authors on Instagram. Please don't. Uh, so, fun facts. Yes. Fun facts about Kimberly... Kimberly and James Dean. Don't turn away from this microphone, Annika. You can do it. Kimberly and James Dean left corporate jobs in the early 2000s to do this. He was an electrical engineer, and she worked for the press office of the governor of Georgia. Oh, what do you mean neither of them have formal art training? Oh, and then... <laughs> oh, guys. Okay. Heads up, if you really enjoy Pete the Cat, that is great, and you should enjoy that with your kids, because boy, do kids love it, and maybe skip this episode. It's not going to be a love fest. No. Uh, anyway, James Dean was like, you know what? I don't like being an electrical engineer anymore, and I've got all this money. I'm going to be an artist. I mean, good for him. Which is great. Yeah. Right? Live, live, live the dream. dream. Uh, so he started going to like craft shows with his art, and people which explains some of the style choices, and was like... He was doing some landscapes and he was doing some buildings. And then he adopted a cat named, named Pete. Pete, who he started putting into paintings. And people were like, yes, I love this terrible art you've made. <laughs> and then Pete the cat ran away <gasps> oh. like that year, oh. which makes me doubt his cat rearing abilities um, personally. But... I have probably covered my feelings on people letting their cats wander the street, but lots of people do, do that. that. So maybe he wasn't a maybe maybe this cats cat just didn't want to live in a house. Anyways, Pete too left. Far. Yeah, but Pete remained as art forever, uh, forever. And then they tried to do a couple of like self-published Pete the Cat books that uh -huh. were apparently bad. <laughs> oh, yes. And where did they go from there? Well, then, the man who does the songs for Pete the Cat. Not James Dean? Not James Dean. Oh. His name is Eric Litwin. Oh. He does songs for Pete the Cat. He's just a Pete the Cat fan. Loves Pete the Cat. He met James Dean at some art show and was like, hey, I recorded you this song about your cat. And that turned into Pete the Cat. I love my, my white shoes. We own that, that one. Written by Eric Litwin. Just, because that was the song he wrote. Just curious. Did you happen to listen to? I did not listen to I Love My White Shoes. Because the reason Pete the Cat came into our world was Avery's grandfather was shopping for a book and a lady was at the bookstore was very excited 
by this book that also came with a song. Ah. I love my white shoes. And we got the, you know, like yeah. I was going to say the recording. We got the MP3 download. Yeah. But yes. And the, Avery enjoys Pete the Cat. Yeah. And then James Dean was like, but what if I wrote these with my wife instead? And apparently it was a whole process of like learning how to collaborate artistically, it, which it is a tricky yeah. thing to do. Absolutely. Totally get it. And then they did it. And so in 2008 was the first self-pubbed Pete the Cat book. There are now, in 2021, a hundred published Pete the Cat books. Wow, that is quite a volume that you are cranking out. Yes. Wait, what year did the first one come out? 2008. So 12 years. That's almost 10 books a year. Wow. That's a lot of books. As Daniel called it, he's like, hmm, I love my book deal. I love my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So there's that. Also, it turns out Gus is a platypus. Yeah. I didn't know. I did not get that from reading this book. Well, tell you, is this a good moment to segue into the synopsis? I think it's a great time to segue into the synopsis. All right. Because the synopsis is Pete the Cat and his friend Gus, the platypus question mark. Yes. Because I definitely read this book multiple years before I went, oh, I think it's a platypus. Okay. But yeah. Pete and Gus baking cupcakes for a party later that day. Cupcakes keep disappearing. They look for clues to who is stealing them, which leads them to question and accuse all of their friends. Yes. Who have shoddy alibis. <laughs> Eventually, we get to Grumpy Toad, who admits the crime, is banned from the party, and immediately forgiven, forgiven and reinvited to the party. It's all fine. Yeah. Ta-da. You did it. Now, to be fair, there are lots of other books with equally as thin plot. <laughs> I was actually thinking uh, it reminded me a little bit of I want my hat back yeah. and like we go on a search and this is one of the times he collects a search party every yeah. person comes along for the whole thing and I would say this is possibly more of a plot yeah then I want my hat but not necessarily better executed no art synopsis art synopsis this art, I was trying to figure out what it reminded me of. And okay. hearing that he did do craft shows uh -huh. made me go, oh, yeah. Like, you know, so as as the children yes, of, both of two craftspersons who spent a lot of time at craft shows. A lot of boy, time. I think Katie spent more time than me, but we both spent a lot. Yeah. I know that in the early 90s there was a guy in toronto who was doing these t-shirts that i wanted because i was eight right and they had like a funny animal and then a in like a square mm. of color and then something sort of punny underneath and like that was that was what he was doing and it was his art on the t-shirt or whatever and like I convinced my dad to trade him a lot of mugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because here's a key thing about one craft crafter does not give another crafter money. Almost never. You trade your pieces because there's an understanding. And my dad hated, <laughs> hated it. 
for things, but it yeah. is what you do. Yeah. Um, and like that sort of style or that, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's that guy who's got just like 12 billion canvases in his booth. Yep. And like, it's easy. It's a little bit punny. It's a little bit funny. And it's easy to be like, yes, my sister does want this for Christmas. What, you know? What I noticed at craft shows is, because they were always arts and craft shows, and I, I, there's part of me that feels like, we're talking about like 80s, 90s, early 2000 craft shows, which is different yes. than like the modern day small arts yeah. fair. Yeah, no, this is like one of a kind shows. Like, and my dad, the yeah. shows he went to had one to two hundred vendors. Yes. And like these are like they take over a convention center and they last for a couple of weeks. They would be arts and craft shows, but there weren't that much art as in fine art. No, almost you, none. Usually there was like a couple of maybe like someone who does encaustic painting. Photographers. Yeah. Nature photographers. Yeah. Primarily. So it but, was always but a, very rarely like here are paintings to hang upon your wall that are good art. The price point was just not there compared yeah. to the other things. But this, these were the kind of things you could slap on some stuff. Right. Like maybe you pace. make it into a magnet. Maybe you make it into a like pins or something. Right. Make bank. Yeah. Because not everything can be the most beautiful handcrafted moment. Sometimes yeah. you got to crank out some things and sell them some volume. Yeah. But yeah. But that is that is the style of art that this reminds me of the most. The synopsis they give is pen and ink with watercolor and acrylic paint. Amusingly enough, I wrote acrylic pain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the watercolor. But I, maybe some washes from the sky, but... Yeah, I think like oh um, yeah, but acrylic. Yeah, scratchy brush. Yeah, you big on the brush lines. You don't. You can see the outlines that we drew mm. and then pinned over. We're not big on erasing. And the funny thing is, like all of these things that we're saying are things that I often really enjoy. Yeah, right. Like I like being able to see the brush strokes, and I like being able to see the process. It's a thing in art that I enjoy. I like seeing the underneaths. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as I've done a lot of painting. I do not consider myself good at it. I am like, okay, I can paint better than this. It looks more like you did it fast than like you did it consciously. Like obviously the style of the eyeballs, which I don't like, is a personal choice and that's yeah. like that's that's the style we're going with that's how we draw yeah a lot of a lot of the bits it looks just rushed rather yeah. than like a like a conscious choice it doesn't look loved no and i feel i feel like when you told me that we've done a hundred in slightly over a decade it's like oh yeah. just keep on just painting. keep on painting yeah Okay, we should we should talk about. We should the book. get into the okay, because dear lord, how long have we already talked? Eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, dear, I hate the eyeballs. Oh my god, I hate the eyeballs so much. Okay, <laughs> the eyeballs, Pete's eyeballs. I don't hate as much. Everybody else's eyeballs. Oh dang, they particularly do not Gus. Move, and they don't look at anybody. 
Uh, they only look straight up into their eyelids. Yeah. Everyone looks high, like high as a kite. Yeah. And so the way they're drawn is half of them have eyelids, half of them not. Color on the white of an eye, not my favorite choice. Lots of people do it. Then a black outside of the eye and a white iris. And half of it always staring yeah, up into their own eyelids. Does not matter who it is, what they're doing, what if they're we're talking feeling about, a feeling, like surprise, distress, all of them. The expression is the same. And it makes them look super high and bored with each other. Yes. Like we are never engaging with anyone. No. And it has to be a choice because that's how that's the thing it's just you just yeah. draw it in the, and this to is, the left and the this top. isn't a case of like again i want my hat back where he obviously did it digitally and so there were a couple of spots where you could be like ah we have copy and pasted this rabbit you know yeah because why draw the rabbit again if it just needs to be there to to mimic the previous scene right. like it's a funny it it works well for the storytelling if it's just the same rabbit for that style and that is not what has happened here no this is not digital art no, no, no. It's, it's very So, like, each hands. one of these have been painted on purpose like this. Yep. Here we are. Okay. Okay. So, we're so, making cupcakes we're out making of milk cubby. and flour. Why are we wearing an oven mitt? I couldn't decide if the platypus was facing towards us or away from us on the page. Yeah, hard to know. Is he facing the sink and just turning his head a lot? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's always, every time. <laughs> just like Also, I looked at him and I was like... Is he a weird duck chimera? Like, what is this creature? I really thought he was a duck for so long. And then I, like, really looked at the tail. Every, she's a big fan of this book. We read it often. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think Gus is a platypus. That's what I have learned from my uh, research. So, there you get it. So they're getting ready for a cupcake party. It started at three. Uh, but we're wearing an oven mitt when we're stirring mm. wet ingredients. Yep. And then the next page, the cupcakes are made. Skip yeah. some steps. Which is fine. I don't really want to watch them make the cupcakes. <laughs> That's fair. It's not It's not about making the cupcakes. But then we're wearing oven mitts once they're already iced. Yeah, that part's confusing. I guess it's to indicate that we are doing baking times. Well, and Gus is still holding a giant wooden spoon, which again, the, the cupcakes are use. completely yeah. polished Duh. at this point. A lot of love did not go into drawing of these cupcakes. Okay, I do like that each... Do you like that each cupcake is very different? Because who does that? Okay, so I had, I had two different thoughts. One, who makes 10 cupcakes? Right? A dozen. Yes. I think we even talked about it. I was making muffins and the recipe called for five. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm going <laughs> to double the recipe. Who wants to make five? Who makes 10? The well, you did make 10 muffins. Actually, I made 12. That's right. There was extra. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> but I, it, there's something fun about all the cupcakes looking different it makes you feel like we decorated them special for the party though yes. it will be super confusing when you roll up and they're like they're all chocolate <laughs> even the one <laughs> with the giant strawberry on top and the pink icing yeah chocolate they had 10 when they were done oh no hang on we don't look oh noy. okay 
who also lines cupcakes up in a windowsill to cool like it's a pie in the Victorian era? Because like you have to cool them before they get iced. And then if you put them in the sun, the icing's going to melt. Or a fly's going to land on them. Yeah. General Dustin Pollen. These are the moments I just don't quite know what's happening in the painting because the faucet, I'm just grabbing something example. The faucet is gray, but there's blue behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't decide if we painted it blue and then decide we'd rather have it gray no, or we're doing some shadowing. I think we're doing a thing. All the cupboards have been painted orange and then green on top. And it's a it's a technique that you use to get more interest but I don't... into art. But it's so solid that it doesn't really read that way. No. It... Um, it's it's what he does on the, on the house later. Yeah. And it just always felt weird to me there are there are people who can do it extremely well i have watched james gurney who did dinotopia which we mm. will get to eventually yes. and is beautiful in every way he's got this whole tutorial on like here we are paint this square entirely orange now it's going to be a rainy night scene and it's, mm, it's okay it's just to get the lights right yeah and it's gorgeous it was that may be the effect that was gone for here but it is not the effect that was achieved. And I feel like another example is Gus. At one point, it just looks like the paint brush was dry. Yeah. Like we painted too long before we re-wet it. I don't yeah. like. There's a number of places where that is the feeling I have. Uh, so then they line up the cupcakes and they're like, oh no, there's only eight. Someone must have taken a cupcakes. But who? And again, because our eyes don't move, we look completely bored and staring off behind the reader while we say it. Uh, And then Pete and Gus did not know what to do. Just then, they found a clue. But like, why did they go outside to look for a clue if they didn't know what to do? (laughs) Also, so they find a ton of sprinkles on the ground. Only one cupcake has sprinkles. Yep. I think they might two, be crumbs. Two, two have sprinkles. Oh, so they made like red velvet cupcakes? I don't know. Big choice. Just saying. Is this the big choice you're going to question, <laughs> Katie? <laughs> oh, no, they do say sprinkles. Yeah, they say sprinkles. I bet it was Squirrel. She loves sprinkles. You know, like, that seems awfully judgy. Right? Oh, like, like, way to jump to a big conclusion. But no, it wasn't Squirrel because she was at the Spelling Bee. This seems like a small community. Right. Is there really enough going on that there was a whole Spelling Bee that That none of these people were at? And also the cupcakes weren't then for the celebration Mm -hmm. of of the the Spelling spelling Bee? bee. Yes. 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 And then who notices that more cupcakes are missing? I don't know. So, someone. Someone notices. Not indicated. No. In my head when I read this, we were always having these conversations with friends literally like five feet from the house. But we come back and more cupcakes are gone. So I guess we've like walked off. Yeah. To find Squirrel. Yeah. And then. Walked back and now two more are gone. And my first thought is, why don't you take the cupcakes out of the window? And put them somewhere safe. Possibly under an airtight container so they don't get stale and your icing doesn't dry out before the party. Yep. And then, like, they've already found one clue. 
But again, Pete and Gus do not know what to do. But who? Yeah. And then they find another clue. Which, clearly frog prints. Yeah. I saw this and then- Or toad or, you know. Yeah. Amphibian. They were like, I bet it was alligator. And you're like, what the- what This the- is not alligator prints. No. it's It's got like three little prongs with the little circles at the end. Yeah. And it, like- I'm not convinced that that's what a toad's footprints oh, look like, no. but it's definitely not what an alligator's footprints look like. Well, it's what like the kid, like your stamp collection oh, of yeah. frog animal print. frog. This is it. Yeah. So we walk off and there's some weird perspective things happening with the cupcakes in the window. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're heading off to find alligator leaving the cupcakes in the window again. Again. The alligator couldn't have eaten the cupcakes because the alligator was learning their ABCs. Shouty alibi. Right? Like. You I'm... can I can eat cupcakes and learn my ABCs at the same time. Oh, yeah. Real easy. Big time. Also, what is up with this alligator's teeth? <laughs> of all the... Th- <laughs> that one's this, never bothered me. I don't... That's not how They're it, like curling they're back. They're super curly and themselves. they're all outside his mouth. And I don't... This is this alligator needs some serious dental work done before it can like consume a food. Uh, because we've talked about the eyes not moving, and we'll continue to talk more. Everyone's smiling in the scene. It's not alligator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I guess it's good that it wasn't your friend, and he's fine with being accused. Mm-hmm. But you, because you guys... he loves to eat, yeah, judgy much. Uh, but again, uh-oh, more cupcakes oh, are missing. Come and see. And it feels like they walked off, found a friend. And oh, then... now they're frowning. Because more cupcakes are gone. Where, Where is everyone? Because it feels yeah. like while you have talked to your friend, you can see that more cupcakes are gone. Yes, but you didn't notice them going missing. Right. So in like a neighborhood? Oh, I realized I had notes, and I haven't been checking them. Yeah, but also, like, I've had the same complaints about this book for years. (laughs) Okay, so down to four. Okay, one thing I will give this book is it's really great for making your kid count when they're, like, basic. Mm. And you can – it's easy to slip in a little bit of, like, oh – they say two more are gone, and there were six last time. How, How many, many is left? One, two, three, four. Oh, Pete the Cat's ears take a weird curl. Yeah, that, that's how the, that's how he shows frowning. Oh, because he doesn't have a, a mouth. mouth. No. Everyone else does. Yep. Uh, and then we see that someone has put up a ladder suddenly. Which they didn't need a ladder the first, first two times. And the... The conclusion they come to is, I bet it was Turtle. Turtle loves sweets. Turtles can definitely climb ladders. Right. And then Turtle was swimming in the sea. Where's the sea? Well, we've got an alligator and a sea turtle and a platypus. So being close to the water does make sense. Well, I don't know about alligators, but Platypus don't live in the sea. No, but they live near water. But not the sea. Well, you can have water. Like, it's a tributary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Now we get to see the cupcakes going missing. Which, now the culprit is inside the house. 
Yes. Also, possible. Well, they didn't go back inside the house to notice the rest of the cupcakes missing. Oh, Maybe the he was in the house was- the whole time, just like hiding behind the counter. And they're like, "Oh no, two more are missing. Guess we'll go look." And he's like, mah, 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 mah. "Also, I think this is the first time Pete the Cat is standing on all four legs. Yeah, and is skinny and tall, and it's it's not the shape you were expecting. I mean, he is based on a scrawny." Shelter cat. Oh, true, true, true. But it is a little bit unnerving to see him on all four legs because we haven't before. Yeah. And no, well, the turtle. Yeah. Other people don't go on four legs. Also, let's talk about a second for the scale of the turtle to the alligator. Because it looks like if the turtle were to go up on his back feet, he would be as tall as the alligator. Well, the alligator's head is as long as his body. So uh, I think Lo- there's... Oh, longer in this picture. Yeah, I think there's a, a number of, of dimensional issues happening. Which, to be fair... Is often the case. If you were really trying to gather an alligator, a squirrel, a platypus, a cat... And a turtle. Now, turtles come in a range of sizes, yes. so you got some options there. It would maybe be a weird height difference. difference. We we shorten these things up. Yeah, but see, the turtle doesn't have sea turtle legs. The idea that you would try and classify those as any kind of distinguishing legs. I mean, to be fair, the squirrel seems to own. Long hair instead of feet. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of trolling like feet, we've just done like squiggles, squiggles, some pin lines. Anyways, uh, the tree, this tree, this tree. Okay. So, okay. I have a number of questions. Like tree. So, yeah. So the tree is in the background. We're standing between the house and the tree. Yes. Then we get closer to the house, and then on on the next page we get closer to the house. Mm-hmm. We go, oh no more, no more cupcakes. Right, and then we get back a little bit away from the house to exactly where we were when we were talking to the turtle, and all of a sudden, the frog managed to get outside of the house and has left all of the paper wrappers and the crumbs behind. Sprinkles, sprinkles, despite sprinkles. the fact that they that were all they standing. Were all Standing right where all this clue is, and also the frog ate those cupcakes inside the house. Maybe he's a messy frog leaving his cupcake wrappers behind. Also, but like, how did it get past them? I don't know because there's also nothing else. It is, it's a it's house, house, grass, tree, and not even like a hedge. No, nope. I'm going to go with Pete the Cat and his buddies are not super observant. I mean, they are possibly extremely high. Most definitely. Also, the ladder has grown from being a small step stool ladder to like being one you could reach the roof with. <laughs> Perspective seems to be challenging. Yeah. And so they follow the trail. Okay. Pete and Gus didn't know what to do. They started looking for another crew, clue, but it is footprints with sprinkles and, and cupcake wrappers. And it's definitely the same footprints that led them to alligator. And then the next page goes, they found Grumpy Toad with icing on his face. Pete and Gus had solved the case. No, they didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't figure shit out. Also, now, so they seem to have followed the trail towards the tree. 
But now in the background, there's a new house, the same house. No, no, no. House. That house is yellow. And Pete the cat's house is definitely t- teal yellow. Yeah. And then the frog is like, oh, no, it was me. Okay. So, one, he is surrounded by six cupcake wrappers. The previous page had four cupcake wrappers. And then two more pages previously. Not two more, like several. The first page where we're missing. There are two more cupcake wrappers. That is 12. That's 12. Now, to be fair, I sometimes also accidentally double stack my cupcake wrappers. That could be it. But the designs on the cupcake wrappers don't even match. Yeah. Like there's one or two that like some of them coordinate, but they don't like align at all. No. Again, we read this book many times. I can't tell you how many times I had read it before I realized that Grumpy Toad was icing on his face. That wasn't his lips. That is the appeal of... That is him with icing on his face. It just looks like he's wearing lipstick. It does. Which, you know, fine. Oh, yeah. Go for it. But... And the most... Sorry, you were... No. The most, like, cliche hippie glasses ever. Yeah. Now... The turtle is standing up? Yes, for important Well, they comfort. meet. Yeah, so now they're, they're having their meeting, and they're like, Grumpy Toad can't come to this party. He ate literally all the cupcakes. Yeah, which to me seems fair. Yeah, but like, it's a cupcake party. Are they even still having the party? I mean, what is a party but an excuse to get together with friends? It's time to eat cupcakes, and there are no cupcakes. Surely there's a grocery store nearby <laughs> that we could. Um, and then I can't tell if Grumpy Toad is happy because we're giving him a second chance or just because he got away with eating 10 cupcakes and he's real pleased about it. Okay, so everyone says Grumpy Toad can't come. And yeah. then Pete's the cat's like, screw you guys, he's invited. Which I've always had mixed feelings about Pete the Cat overruling everyone. Yeah. I mean, Grumpy Toad... I find it hard to say eating 10 cupcakes sneakily is a mistake. <laughs> you side with Grumpy Toad on this one. No, no. I'm saying, like, it's not a mistake. Oh, right? no. Like, he was he did very that. conscious. And, like, sure... Maybe he meant to stop after stealing two cupcakes and just was like, no, they're so delicious. I must shove them in my face. But like, that's a conscious choice. Well, and also, look, we've all been there. There's a big platter of cookies or brownies. And you all of a sudden went, oh, 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 no, I definitely ate like four. Significantly more of only 12. So I've had a third of them. But he broke into their house. Yeah. And at one point you see him. Inside their house. And them outside clearly doing this stealthily. Yeah. No, he's being sneaky. He knows what he's doing. And he kept eating only two at a time, which meant he ate two. They would see it. He would go into hiding. Hear them them, say, oh, no, we've lost more cupcakes. And then come back out of hiding while they went and accused their friends. Who, once again, all very good sports. Yeah. About being accused. 
in a different instance, I like the idea of everyone being like, no, we're mad at that guy for doing it bad. And someone being like, listen, maybe it was a mistake. We should give them a second chance. If they do it again, then we can talk about it. Like, I'm for that generally, but I don't know that I'm for that specifically here. And also, like, it's not a big thing. It's not like... Screw Grumpy Toad. We can never be friends with him. No. He can't come to the party. Yeah. It's just, he ruined the party for everybody. He, he can't, can't come. come. And that seems like a fair consequence. Because teaching your children consequences is part of life. Yeah. I also go back and forth. I'm like, so is Pete the Cat a dictator in the world? I mean, it's Pete the Cat's party but gus helped him make the cupcakes he did like uh, i don't know i go a little back and forth yeah and then grumpy toad does a happy dance and which he becomes taller than the alligator yeah he's a very big toad i mean he is drawn as a very large toad so i guess it's but he is bigger than the alligator yes and then grumpy toad shows up to the party with cupcakes Fifteen, in fact. Yes. Which is the right thing to do. Absolutely. I guess there was a grocery store in town, because I don't think he made them in the time remaining. No. Because the cupcake party started at three. Exactly. And now there are more friends who I assume have appeared in other books. I, I would Maybe. guess. I find the owl concerning. Yeah. How about the bird sitting on top of the owl's head? And yeah. We've talked about... Me and eyeballs floating off. The the small bird's one singular eyeball is like almost as large as its entire Katie, head. Katie, it's not looking into its eyelid. It doesn't own an eyelid. Oh, oh. yeah. It barely is even connected to the, the very tiny bird's head. Yeah. Now, yeah. The more I look at this, the more I think it feels a little bit like we're going for that slightly naive art or like you know there's oh what's it called there's a whole art movement about it about that's mostly self-taught artists and it's some of it's really good but it's like without using any of the preconceived notions of what makes good art we start like from the basic and we're just just like here's some colors and i've made a house and here are the cows and there's no perspective and i'm just you know drawing my thing and there's there's a couple of people who do it beautifully yeah. there's a canadian artist named maudie well i can't remember her last name but she was really cool and she just she was a funny old lady who lived in nova scotia and just started painting and like her life was pretty terrible but she did these this beautiful art and she would sell it just like on the side of the road for like five bucks a piece and it became such like art art people saw it and were like oh dang this is great and i think it might actually be called naive art but it's that like it's it tends to be it reads as slightly childlike right and it feels like this is a really concentrated effort to mimic that kind of style without the actual naivete there is that discussion of it looks like your kid could draw it and therefore it makes it endearing to the child and who knows maybe maybe that's one of the reasons avery likes it but to me right like like the child's love in it the childishness of it feels contrived yeah to me 
because Grumpy Toad comes and everyone just has their arms up celebrating. Fine, cool. But we haven't decided whether we are facing the reader or facing Grumpy Toad. And it's very hard to tell because like the turtle has a good three quarter. He has a shell you have to decide. Yeah. But like the alligator, because we've just drawn an alligator with his face to the side and just stuck two arms out to the edge of him. I don't know what direction he's looking. Well, I mean, his nose. Yeah. The problem is that his nostrils and his eyeballs are both on the same side, like a flounder fish. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would Which... hate to see him from the backside of him, like the, the opposite side of him. I would like to point out you never see Gus or the alligator from any other angle than from in profile. Yeah. Like, I would really like to see the view of this party from the window of the house. Yeah. I want to know what this banner that says Pete the Cat's Cupcake Party is attached to because it appears to be attached to balloons. Balloons and also nothing else. It is perceivable that we have some fishing line and it's, you know, in a but great... one side of it is attached to the middle of the window and the other t- side of it is attached to the, the literal air. air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now there's a red house beside the tree instead of a yellow house beside the tree. Uh, Maybe this is a, a different tree? It's a different tree because... Can it, you tell? It, well... The red house is to the left of the tree. The uh, but it's yellow the is same to the right. Circle tree. I I think that's what every tree looks like. So, anyways, that is that's the book. The book, and then the end papers is actually my favorite part of the book. Yeah, although I'm confused about the baseball cupcake. Oh, see, I feel like that. That's like a straight up Pinterest. I suppose so. Okay, so and the, like the shoe and car cupcake picks. So the end papers are just cupcakes and friends eating cupcakes, and there's more variety of decorated cupcakes. They are. I do like the cupcakes dre- decorated as the grumpy toad. Those actually are excellent cupcakes. Those are pretty good. I would be pretty thrilled if I met those cupcakes in person. I like the monster ones. Yes. But I would say these are more lovingly crafted than, than the ones anything in the book. Else. Yeah. yeah. We're all eating icing, but apparently the only way you get icing on your face is a perfect line around your mouth. Oh, and it does indicate where Pete the Cat's mouth is on the back. Just a mash in the front. Because he doesn't actually own a mouth, and so he has just mashed it into <laughs> the, the face. The like below the nose yeah overall thoughts i got which is impressive for you know this book is what like 30 pages long maybe tops maybe tops yeah i got so bored in the middle yes it's so boring in the middle because it's like they're making cupcakes they're doing a thing whatever like it's not super i'm not like super engaged but like stuff is happening that's fine whatever but then we count it looks like someone's taken two but who pete and gus did not know what to do they found a clue then we do the thing then two more cupcakes have disappeared but who pete and gus do not know what to do just then they found another clue and it's like could we not 
use any more words. Different words. A new rhyme. Anything. Because we do it every time. Yeah, it's... And yeah. like the the now there's only six means that like the the number that are left means that we get a different rhyme there, but then it turns into but who Pete and Gus did not know, know what, what to do. do. They just looked for they another found, clue. Just then they found another clue, and then yeah. we do it again. Also, do and then we do it again? Clue. These are some very simple words to rhyme with lots of options, right? Like we could switch up those rhymes each time. All right, so we've segued into rhyming. Yes. It is technically a rhyming book. I think that um, a lot, I, I read a couple of interviews because I was looking for fun facts. And a, one of the words that comes up a lot is groovy. Oh, I bet it does. This cat is groovy. He's a groovy cat. So I think that actually the rhythm and rhyme that you're supposed to be going for is like a really shitty sort of beatnik. <sighs> snapping kind of a vibe. So. Which maybe would make it read better, but I tried reading this out loud and wow, it hurts. It does hurt. And as a parent. Who has to read it out loud. Has to read it out loud. Uh, I very much read... Even if a book is not a rhythm book, I find a rhythm to yeah. read a book. But this one comes in such a weird thing. Because, okay, there's lots of rhymes in it. There are lots of repetitive rhymes. And then suddenly we're not rhyming at all. Yeah. I, and it's also, there's a lot of rhymes that aren't indicated. Like if they if they just moved some of the words around. Yes. So like the very first page is Pete and Gus are were as busy as could be. They were getting ready for the cupcake party. It started at three. And, and but party rhymes with B. And three. But because the way that it's formatted on the page. Cupcake it, is the last line, line of the that middle. line. Yeah. And then it started at three is part of the same line as party. And it's just like, we could have done that better. There's another right. one that's worse. Um, I actually wrote down a couple. Yeah. And then we, uh, I, I have found one that doesn't rhyme. So then where they lined up the cupcakes, they counted the cupcakes, lined up straight. Now there were only eight, which is the wrong number of beats there. Yeah. And then it looked like someone had taken two. But who? Pete and Gus did not know what to do. Just then they found a clue. Gus said, look what I have found. Sprinkles on the ground. Cool. A rhyme. I bet it was squirrel. She loves sprinkles. And you're like, that doesn't rhyme with anything. That is neither rhyme nor rhythm. Also, of all the animals you could pick. Squirrel. squirrel does not rhyme her uh, hurl <laughs> look look i just rot burl merle whirl hurl oh my god we could have even rhymed you yes ah! <laughs> oh this one might have been bad recording with a couple drinks <laughs> okay because anytime they find a clue we, lo we completely we lose, lose our rhyming sequence. Yeah. And then Pete said, I bet it was alligator. He loves to eat. And alligator said, it wasn't me. It couldn't be. Yeah, I've, I've been, been learning, learning my ABCs. ABCs. Great. We've rhymed uh -oh. me, B, and ABCs, except we also left alligator eat and alligator yeah. said. And then, uh-oh, more cupcakes are missing. Come and see. It, because we can only rhyme do e. and see. Yeah. Like, because... The, these are the dumbest excuses. Like, and it's very much feel like, what are things that rhyme with B and C? Yep. 
But it could have been so much more interesting. Oh. Rhyme alligator. Yeah. I've seen people do it. It must have been squirrel. It could. Not me. I was on the squirrel. Tilt-a-whirl. Yes. You know, like, make it. it they can nope. even. And the, I've just realized. So you were saying that they, they're only rhyming B and C. Mm-hmm. And they really are because they've used C like looking. Right. C like the ocean. C like ABCs. And then, oh, what's the last? And swimming in the sea. So obviously, we were doing kind of a fun thing. But, but it, it's it, just boring. It's so boring. And like... They don't try and saw. They don't try and save the cupcakes. So I'm not really invested in them looking for the missing cupcakes because, like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna find that someone ate the cupcakes. You already know someone ate the cupcakes, my and dudes. I'm still mad about the solve the case. I'm like, no, no, you just you didn't stumbled you just... on to <laughs> a toad completely covered in evidence. Yeah, I argue he's been framed because anyone that bad. <laughs> Like that much incriminating evidence yeah. did like, not, I'm, not that stupid. I'm still, I, the one that gets me is the, um, is the always repeating line. Pete and Gus did not know what to do. Just then they found another clue. And like the last one is they started looking for another clue, but all the other times they just stumble on the clue. Like they're like, I don't know what to do. I guess we'll just run around like chickens with our heads cut off. Like we're not even trying. No. And also, like... We're just jumping to conclusions about our friends. Because someone likes sprinkles, sprinkles someone, someone likes, likes to, to eat, eat, someone likes sweets. Which all sound like good people. Like, clearly, the cupcake party was the appropriate gathering choice yeah. for this group. So, uh, bad detectives is what I'm saying. Yes. Would not hire them to no. solve my mystery. Oh, here's something else. Pete and Gus, and then... Squirrel, alligator, grumpy toad. Why does no one else get a name? Truly. <laughs> Sorry. Anka's having a hard time, like, staying on her mic. But yes. we, like, took a pause, thought about it, and then went, truly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. Why does Gus wear a backwards baseball hat? And why? That, that one why doesn't bother me. All of it why yeah <sighs> okay so i told i try and read whatever book we're reading to avery and i was like hey let's read this one and she's like why because she knows daniel and i don't <laughs> like it i was like what we're doing for the podcast she's like oh what do you like about it <laughs> i went i like that all the cupcakes are decorated or i like that you can count the cupcakes and she goes what else do you like about it? Like she knew, <laughs> she knew I hated this book. And I think she felt a little, I think she thought it was a little crappy. I wanted to do a book she knew I did not like. <laughs> oh, this is... I guess it would be a fairly easy read as a new reader. I think so. It's just not an engaging read. It doesn't seem to bother her. Now, as we were talking about the repetitiveness, and we're good. This really is the same setup as "Have you seen my hat?" Yes, or "I want, I my, want hat my hat back. back." 
100%. And like that one's super repetitive too, but I yes. love it. And this one, I hate it. But I think the difference being in that one, it feels like the author is in on the gag. We're well, doing a gag. And it's also such simple language. It's like, have you seen, you know, it's mm-hmm. not all of this like dumb rhyme. Melody thing. It's, it's, it's not, they're not doing the lazy rhyme. And like, there are a lot of ways to do some rhyme or no rhyme or a lot of rhyme in a kid's book. And it feels like this one has just chosen all of the wrong ways. Yeah, it's and even times when you're reading something and it turns out to be a rhyme, it still doesn't feel like it. And and it it doesn't feel nice. Like sometimes mm -mm. you find a rhyme in a book and you're like, oh, delicious. That tasted nice. At least I do because I'm a weirdo. Um, (laughs) And this one does not taste nice. Like it doesn't feel nice in your ha- in your mouth even no. when it rhymes. It's very awkward to read. The rhythm I have to give it always feels really like weird and yeah. forced. And I wonder if it works better if you imagine yourself as like a 60s beatnik. To be fair, that's always what I assumed they were because I feel... The characters feel high. It feels like he was high when he wrote it. And it feels like you have to channel being way too stoned. Yeah. To like enjoy the book. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's what we should have done for this <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, the moral. You can steal all your friends cupcakes and still get invited to the party. Maybe don't leave your cupcakes on the windowsill. If you're a mediocre white dude, you can still get a book deal. <laughs> it helps to become uh, wildly successful published children's book authors if you have a lot of money to start with. Mm. I mean, yeah. Um, don't hire a cat and a platypus to be detectives. Do not. <laughs> cannot find their way out of a paper bag. Should we send the deans... Some platypus reference photos. Because <laughs> let me tell you, that's not what a platypus looks like. Uh, it wasn't until you mentioned that. I realized that he's got like a pencil for a neck. Yes. And I believe pa- platypuses largely go straight from head into like... Shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're beaver shaped and that they're, kind of part of their that part of their body is related most to a beaver or an otter. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be plasma's pictures on the <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> uh, okay. I think. Can we, can we think of something? Two nice things to say about this. Okay. Because we've been real mean. We have been real mean. I do. I, we do some fun things with the font of pulling out uh, yes. the the big expressions from people of the, it wasn't me, yeah. the but who's, it, it's got like a fun, in, uh, yes. playful energy to it. Yes. That's what I got. What's... I'm not going to edit any of this silence out. <laughs> Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 
like. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hmm. Good talk. <laughs> it has much like some other maligned books, mm-hmm. such as the Twilight series. It has encouraged many children to enjoy a book. It is. It's clearly very beloved. You would not publish a hundred different versions if people were not buying them. You're making some really big eyes. What's up? Uh, I have just seen the price of this book on the back. Oh, yeah. It feels like someone was ripped off, doesn't it, for 18 whole dollars? Yes. 22 in Canada. Mm-hmm. No, the loony. Not as strong. Not as strong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, tell us how you feel about Pete the Cat. Do you think it is a terrible piece of dumpster trash? Or do you love it? And tell us we're wrong. Yeah. We will not. You cannot change our minds. But but I'd love to hear why you love it. Why you love it. If you do, you could email us some fan mail about it. Or hate mail. Or hate this, mail. You know. According with this particular episode. I mean, yeah. Uh, let us know. That's uh, thepeterrabbithole at gmail.com. We will have pictures of platypuses and... I don't know. Well, I'm not even sure which photos I'm going to put up. We'll have some photos of the weird perspective up on the Instagram, which is Peter Rabbit at Peter Rabbit Hole on the Instagram. And come visit our website where I bet we will be able to link to people reading this one. Yes. I bet I'll have all sorts of choices. Yeah. And that's (laughs) www.peterrabbithole.com. Com. is very important you include the three w's i am a child of the 90s that's how you say a website you you sure they shouldn't come visit us at the world wide web oh, Ra- almost certainly <laughs> the- you can find us on the world wide web at www.com we don't have a p.o box yet or a fax machine but wow, my years of watching PBS shows are oh. coming in handy. <laughs> ooh. We, ooh, that ooh. would be. Coming soon to Patreon, Katie and Annika talk about their favorite children's PBS shows. Get ready for a lot of feelings and, about Ghost Rider. And strangely, a lot of Crap Brothers. So much Crap Brothers. Love them Crap Brothers. Oh, yeah. Crats. Hey, Annika, what are we reading next week? Next week, we're reading one of Katie's favorites from her mm-hmm. childhood, uh, a book called Anatole by Eve Titus with pictures by Paul Galdon. Galdon? Galdon. It's set in France. Maybe. It is set in France. So maybe um, Galdon. Perhaps. Uh, it appears to be a book about a mouse who becomes a cheese taster. Mm-hmm. There is no problems with hygiene and food safety there at all. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, hang out with you next time, friends. Okay, bye.